everyone, this is a trip report from my quick visit to Walt Disney World in April 2023. My main goal was to check out Tron at Magic Kingdom, which we did. So I'm going to start at the beginning and kind of walk you through all the different ways that I saved money on the trip. And I have so many tips and um, some advice for going to Walt Disney World and trying to do the different things that we did. So first of all, we flew down on a Friday night on a Delta flight that I booked with Chase Ultimate Reward Points. And it's very timely that while I was at Disney World, Chase finally increased their sign-on bonus for the Chase Sapphire Preferred Card. And I've been waiting almost a year for this to happen and be able to share it with you. So if you go to thebudgetmouse.com slash chase, you can see the details of the offer. The bonus points are worth up to $1,000 and more actually in free travel. It's the best credit card for travel that I use. It's really hard to find something better than Chase Sapphire Preferred. I actually used the points from my Chase Ultimate Rewards points, which are the points you get from Sapphire Preferred, to book both flights. They're on Delta that I booked through the Ultimate Rewards portal, and then I transferred points to Southwest for the return flight home. So free flights in both directions with that great card. Um, then the first night, we kind of added this on at the last minute because we were had an early morning Saturday flight. And, um, you know, Delta has done a great thing, which is allow you to change your flights with no change fee and just pay the difference between the flights. So we did at the last minute, like a few days before the trip, change the flight to earlier to get down there on Friday night. So I used my Hyatt free night certificate that I get for holding the Hyatt credit card, which is also through Chase, to stay at Hyatt Regency Grand Cypress, which is right by Disney Springs. I had stayed there once before on a free night certificate, and it's nice. It has great resort amenities, an amazing pool with like a swim-through cave, a great water slide, and something I like there is they have free rentals of like bikes and kayaks and watercrafts and what have you that that's kind of hard to find at resorts in Orlando. They'll want to make you pay for each rental at Disney World as well. We just needed a place to crash for the night that was nice and convenient to getting to Disney World the next morning. So I do recommend it. For, it's a great redemption of a free night certificate because nights are regularly $400 there. So the next morning we checked into the Contemporary. This was on my bucket list to stay in the main tower. It is not cheap. <laughs> it is not budget. However, What's cool is when you're able to book your flight all with points, book the first night of your hotel for free, then the cost comes down quite a bit and maybe makes you able to do something, a splurge, like staying at the Contemporary Main Tower. I did get two discounts on the room. It was still ridiculously expensive, it was $650 a night with tax included. I don't do this regularly, but it was a special occasion. It was my boyfriend's birthday celebration for the weekend, so we splurged a little bit. But um, what I like, I booked it through Priceline. The two things I like about booking through Priceline are that you get Disney discounts. So any discount that Disney releases, you also can get through Priceline. Um, so there was a Disney disc, spring Disney discount, and that was reflected in the price that started on the Priceline site. And then Priceline will offer discounts on top of that. So I had an additional 10% off on Priceline. Oh, actually, I used three discounts because I used a promo code on top of it. So um, you can scour the web for promo codes for Priceline, and I think I saved an additional 5% off. So it brought the price down a lot, 
I mean, it was still ridiculous, but however, it's a, it's a treat. So um, we Ubered over to the Contemporary and checked in right away and left our bags. We Our plan was to go to Typhoon Lagoon for most of the day and then go come back to the Contemporary and chill out for a bit and then go out to dinner. So um, to facilitate that, I had, got, I had bought a one-day park hopper plus water parks ticket. And I had never done that before. I wanted to see how it all worked. So if you're already adding park hopper to your ticket, adding the water parks option at the one day ticket level only costs $20. We were definitely park hopping on our one day park ticket because we wanted to go to Magic Kingdom for Tron and then other things. Um, So I was like, well, let's go to Typhoon Lagoon. I had never been there, neither had Andy. So I was like, let's go check it out. It's only $20 per person. Well, it ended up being good that it was only $20 per person. So there were several issues with Typhoon Lagoon. The first one being transportation. There used to be direct buses from the resort to Typhoon Lagoon. They might share a bus with like Blizzard Beach or some other option, but you could get directly from the resorts to Typhoon Lagoon. That has stopped. So now everyone has to bus from the resort to Disney Springs, and then they have a shuttle running from Disney Springs to Typhoon Lagoon. I was like, ooh, that sounds like that could be a big hassle. So I read online people's reviews and they're like, it took me 75 minutes to get there and blah, blah, blah. I was like, we're not doing that. I mean, it was $12 to Uber directly there. We were there in 10 minutes. So unfortunately, that's an added cost. I don't think it's reasonable to try and take a bus to Disney Springs and then wait at Disney Springs for the shuttle. The problem was a really long line at Disney Springs right before the park opened, which is when you want to get there. So it's just not feasible. So you just kind of have to factor that in. We get to Typhoon Lagoon. It's beautiful. It's a really great water park. The theming is incredible. It is Disney Imagineering at its best. The storyline is fantastic. We get there, we go on our first water slide ride, which is a coaster, like a water coaster. It was great. Then we come to find out that the main newest attraction, Miss Mayday Falls, I think it's called, is broken. And it's been broken for a few days. They don't know when it's going to come back on. We also then find out that the other half of the park is closed, not working. Stuff's not working because of low water pressure. So this poor cast member, we said to her, what is working? She said, well, the one you just went on and um, the lazy river and the the wave pool. And we're like, that's it? <laughs> yeah. So we're like, all right, well, we went in the lazy river. Um, then we checked back in. Everything was still not working. We talked to a cast member. They're like, we don't know when it's going to come back on. But yeah, nothing. none of the other slides are working. I was like, wow, I would be so mad because one day tickets to Typhoon Lagoon are $75 each. If I had paid to take a family of four there for $300 and have the park not working, really most of it not working. Um, So we had a change of plan. So we decided we're not going to just hang around and see if this stuff starts working. We went and had ice cream at Beaches and Cream instead. It was a good choice. (laughs) I love it there. Um, So we had the No Way Jose Sunday to soothe our pain from Typhoon Lagoon being essentially not working. So, I mean, I can't recommend Typhoon Lagoon because I didn't get to do half of the stuff. Well, more than half. I only got to ride one water slide there. Um, So 
I don't know how often that happens there. I get the feeling it doesn't happen very often. It just was a bad break. But um, wow, you, this is a theme though in this trip. You'll see lots of things breaking and going down. Um, anyway, we went back to the contemporary. Our room was ready. And um, the rooms at the contemporary, they were so nice. I I didn't know that I would like it that much. The convenience of being like literally steps from the monorail and um, the rooms are awesome. They got rethemed recently to um, The Incredibles and they are mid-century modern futuristic rooms. The theming is incredible so nice. You can tell I liked it. Um, I had nothing bad to say about staying at the Contemporary, the main tower, except the price is outrageous. We went at an expensive time of year, though. You can definitely get rooms for under $500 a night in the main tower if you go off season, but April is an expensive time to go. Um, I loved it, though. I have nothing bad to say about it. So we went to dinner, a fancy dinner at Narcusis, which is at the Grand Floridian. I had never been there before. And neither had Andy, so it was really fun to ride, hop on the monorail, ride it over to the Grand Floridian. Oh, we actually stopped at the Polynesian first in the hopes of, since we had extra time due to Typhoon Lagoon being broken, we had time to stop by the Polynesian and see if we could get into Trader Sam's, which is the kind of secret lounge there. And it was a two to two and a half hour wait to get in. So we're like, well, we can't do that. <laughs> However, even if there is a wait, there is first come first serve seating on the patio. It's not inside the lounge, which has all the interactive elements and theming and kind of experience of going to the lounge. However, you can order anything you want off of the drink menu. We did have some non-alcoholic beverages and an appetizer, and it's really lovely there at the Polynesian anyway. Then hopped back on the monorail and went to our dinner at Narcusi's. It was outstanding. The food was incredible. I have nothing bad to say about Narcusi's. It's a splurge, so for a special occasion, the setting is setting is really nice. I didn't know how nice it would be. It's all windows open to Seven Seas Lagoon. You can see Magic Kingdom, really clearly the contemporary everything. So it's a great place for a special occasion. So now to the next morning, which is the day we were going to the parks. First of all, I want to say about Genie Plus. I was watching the price of it from Friday when we left for the trip was $20 per person. It came down on Saturday to $18 per person. When I went to buy it at about 6.45 a.m. on Sunday, it had come down to $15 per person. What that told me is that it wasn't going to be crowded that day. So the price for Genie Plus fluctuates based on demand of crowd levels. I was very encouraged to see that it was only $15. That's the lowest that it goes. But now the top end of the price range is 35. So we got a bargain going that day. And did we get a bargain? Because we used Genie Plus, I think we rode 12 attractions with it. It was insane. It was great value. So the strategy for Magic Kingdom <laughs> if you want to ride Tron, we wanted to do, we wanted to ride it twice. We were hoping to be able to get into the virtual queue at 7 a.m. There's no standby wait right now for Tron. You have to get into the virtual queue or buy an individual Lightning Lane pass to ride. Our hopes were to buy, I'm sorry, get in the virtual queue first because the spots go within seconds, like three seconds, they're gone and then to buy an individual lightning lane pass. And the hopes were to get both for the morning because we wanted to park hop in the afternoon. Well, that happened. We were able to do that. Um, 
Andy actually got into the virtual queue first for a really low boarding group. I think it was 27 and they go up to, I don't know, 150 and beyond. So it was very encouraging. We also had our pick of the individual lightning lane times. We went and did that right afterwards. I'd actually now knowing that I would wait and I would do a, um, I would go get your first Genie Plus selection next. We wanted to do Peter Pan, but after we had done both the virtual queue and the individual lightning line for Tron, the times were already in the afternoon for Peter Pan. So if you want, Peter Pan goes the fastest of all the attractions on the Genie Plus lightning lanes. Get that next, and then you'll have plenty of time for an individual lightning lane purchase for Tron. They were available until the afternoon. Now, this was a low crowd day, but I don't think it's urgent to buy the individual lightning lane. I had read that, so I wasn't concerned, but it really is not urgent. You can get plenty of, they're, they're available. So we had all of that. Oh, I also, soon after I booked all of that, so that would be vir virtual queue, individual lightning lane for Tron, then our first Genie Plus lightning lane in Magic Kingdom, we were park hopping to Epcot, right at two. I went and tried to get an individual lightning lane purchase for Guardians of the Galaxy, which is my favorite ride. And it was available at 2.05, right when I happened to go look. And I was like, oh, well, that was perfect. So I bought that then as well. It was encouraging that you could still get them because initially when it opened, they all went instantly. So I've noticed this pattern, I'm sure others have as well, that as time goes on, it gets easier to get these passes, that, that the highest demand is gonna be right when it opens. So we left the Contemporary at 8.10, we walked over to Magic Kingdom, and then we we're in Tomorrowland at 8.30. You just can't get, <laughs> you can't get to attractions that fast staying at any other resort, there's no way. It took us 10 minutes to walk from the, the entrance to the contemporary to the um, security and tickets at Magic Kingdom is amazing. We walk kind of fast though, just heads up. Um, so we were able to do three attractions before the park opened to everyone at nine. This It opened at 8.30 to just Disney Resort guests. We did Buzz Lightyear, Astro Orbiter, and the People Mover all before nine. And our time for Tron was actually 9.10. I might've said 9.05. So we go over to Tron, very excited, find out that the ride is down. It was working for five minutes in the morning, and then it immediately went down. The cast member said, it's going to be down for a while. You should go on your way and do other stuff. In the app, it turned our 905 or 910 to 1010 individual lightning lane good into one that could be used the whole day. So apparently, if you have an individual lightning lane purchased for that time, it will change it into one that can be used any time of the day, even into the night. And it's high demand to ride Tron at night because of all of the glowing elements of it, I guess. So that was kind of a nice thing that they did. We decided to go on our way, did a bunch of other attractions. During that time, I was able to also, oh, we went and used our first genie plus lightning lane for big thunder mountain then i was checking them and we were going to hollywood studios for the evening so i was like maybe i could get slinky dog slinky dog also used to go within seconds and there was an evening time for slinky dog for 650 oh that's great so i grabbed that um it's just becoming easier i guess also this is just a low crowd day like genie plus is more useful the fewer people that are using it. So if you have a low crowd day and you get Genie Plus, you can get everything with it. And that's just not the case though when it's more expensive. So, I mean, the more you pay, almost the less you get out of it because of the crowds. It's just another reason to go 
when it's not crowded. <laughs> You're just going to get such a much better experience. So um, at 11 or so, we checked and Tron was back up and running. So we made our way over there and we used our individual lightning lane to do Tron. It was great. I'm not going to spoil it at all for you. I am going to tell you that I don't like it as much as Guardians of the Galaxy. It is super fun. It's super fast. I also don't, I don't think it's scary. It just goes really fast. And the, I'm sure you would know that you kind of lie down a bit to ride it. It's a straddle coaster. So um, that is, it takes my, it took my brain a second to adjust to that. But it's like once it did, it didn't seem any different from a regular coaster. Um, and I liked it. It was excellent and um, highly recommended not to miss it. <coughs> oh, sorry. Um, so as soon as we get off of Tron, our spot in the virtual queue gets called. And we're like, do we want to turn around and ride it again? Well, we saw that the line for the virtual queue was quite long. They tried to make it so it's only 30 minutes wait for once the time of your virtual queue gets called. However, the ride had been down all morning. And we're like, I don't know. I mean, I estimated it would be 40 minutes. And we had just, we waited about 20 minutes from when we hit the line to when we got on the attraction for individual lightning lane. I was like, I just don't, it's a really short ride. I was like, I don't, I don't think I want to wait 40 minutes to ride it again. And we both agreed that we didn't. So we gave up our spot in the virtual queue, made someone really happy, I'm sure. And we went and ate lunch instead. I think it's a sign that we might be old, that we'd rather just like go back to the resort and put our feet up and eat lunch for an, <laughs> for an hour instead of riding Tron again. So um, take that, whatever you want with a grain of salt. We then went back on the uh, monorail line over to Epcot. Again, like total luxury to be able to just pop over on the monorail to your resort and then hop back on and go to Epcot. Um, and we used our individual lightning lane for Guardians. We also had grabbed a, um, during lunch, um, Andy grabbed a Genie Plus lightning lane for Test Track, which just popped up randomly. So like another headliner attraction we were able to use with Genie Plus. Um, that was great. We just ba basically walked through Epcot, rode those two attractions, did a little shopping, had some coffee, and then made our way to the Skyliner because our last stop of the day was Hollywood Studios. Like I don't usually do three parks in a day. This was a special day where there were specific things we wanted to do. And um, I paid for it at the end of the day. I was exhausted. We had 25,000 steps on our watches. It was a big day and I don't recommend doing this, but for us, it was fun. We were only in the parks for one day. Um, there was debate about whether we should take the Skyliner from Epcot to Hollywood Studios or the boat from Epcot to Hollywood Studios. The Skyliner went out and I, I was kind of pushing for the boat, but I think that the Skyliner was faster. It was 20 minutes from the time we hit the Skyliner to when we got there. And with the boats, it's probably 20 minutes in the boat, but you also have to wait for it to arrive. And with the Skyliner, it's running constantly. You don't have to wait for it. So I'd recommend the Skyliner. Plus, it's just fun. It's more fun than the boat. <laughs> so we made it to Hollywood Studios. We were able to ride a bunch of stuff there on Genie Plus Lightning Lanes. We also decided, why not? Let's buy our third. Oh, yeah, you're not supposed to be able to buy a third individual Lightning Lane. However, we went in and were able to buy a third individual lightning lane for Rise of the Resistance. I don't know why. I don't know if everyone does that all the time. And it just says you're only supposed to be able to buy two a day. Um, but we are able to buy a third. However, 
<laughs> we went to ride it and we were about halfway through the pre-show and it broke and stopped working and went down. And they had to escort everyone on the ride out through kind of backstage area off. They scanned everyone's magic bands or park tickets to give us like a come back anytime pass. However, at that point, it was right before dinner for us. And we already had stuff booked for the whole rest of the night. So we're like, we're not going to be able to come back and ride this. So we were hoping we could go to guest experiences tent and just get a refund for the individual lightning lane. We were, we did end up being able to do that. At this point though, I'm thinking, why is everything breaking that I go to do? <laughs> like an entire water park broke and now two big <laughs> attractions, but I don't know. Your mileage may vary at Disney World. That's just the takeaway from that. Um, everything at Hollywood Studios that's on Genie Plus had almost instant return times, except for Slinky Dog. So we were able to just hop on a ride, hop off. And the standby waits were rather long. They were 40 minutes for a lot of these. And I'm thinking, wow, really? I mean, I get that $15 for a party of four is 60 bucks for the day, but we we could ride anything we wanted all day from that investment. It just made complete sense to us to do that. So we did, then did a bunch of attractions. We were able to get our refund for Guardians of the Galaxy. We had to go to guest services at the front of the park because by the time we went to go to the guest experiences pop-up tents around the park, they were all closed. Um, we did a phantasmic dining package at Sci-Fi Dine-In. I hadn't eaten there in years. I generally don't recommend the phantasmic dining package because you can get great seats for phantasmic, guaranteed, good seats. There's really no bad seats there. Um, but I liked being able to sit in the middle. I've never had the dining package for phantasmic and the dining package seats are the section two, two, I think sections right in the middle. And, um, Andy had never seen Fantasmic before. So, I mean, really it shook out to be an extra 10 or $15 each to get the dining package versus what food we were going to buy there anyway. So it's like, wow, well, whatever. <laughs> it's worth it to be able to have great seats. Oh, we had great seats. We were in like the fifth row in the center. So if you, if that matters to you, I'd say splurge a little bit and get the dining package. Um, sci-fi dining was great. The atmosphere cannot be beat. The food was really good. Uh, it was overall a great experience. Um, Fantasmic was great. One thing about sitting in the front center was that we got wet throughout almost the whole show. Maybe just because it was windy, but the the water screens water was like blowing on us on our face. So we we're like, look, look. I was like, we're in the splash zone, like at SeaWorld. But um, I don't think I'd sit there again because of that. And uh, like I said, I don't know if it was because it was a windy day or whatever. But I would sit farther back, like maybe halfway back the center would be ideal. Um, the show had been updated. I didn't know that. Um, they updated it with scenes with Moana and um, Frozen 2 and maybe some other things that I didn't pay really pay attention to. Um, the show was great. Um, the dragon didn't catch on fire. <laughs> there was fire in the show. The dragon at Disneyland caught on fire uh, in the Fantasmic show. And so they had suspended all fire from the dragons at that park and parks all around the world, Disney parks all around the world. But apparently the Fantasmic show at Hollywood Studios hasn't been affected yet. So we flew home on Southwest the next morning on points from Chase Ultimate Rewards. That link is thebudgetmouse.com slash chase. If you want to learn more about that awesome offer for... Um, Sapphire Preferred that's right now. And overall, a great trip, maybe a little cursed, but it was still so much fun. Um, Disney World's expensive, but the value that you get from that money that you spend, I feel like 
is incredible. I mean, we spend $150 to go to a hockey game for a little bit more. You could spend the whole day at Hollywood Studios and ride all of this, go to attractions and everything. So I still think the value is there, um, though it is expensive. So thanks so much for listening. Have a great day.